five, four, three, two, one. Uh, and we're back. This is now podcast number six. We've streamlined the numbering system. Welcome to the TMCJ podcast. Still don't have a better name than that one. Um, yeah. And a lot of production value. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can tell by the, the stock gameplay footage that I just upload alongside every video or every yeah, video. What's, what's the plan for today's one? Stock I don't game. know. Well, I just I recorded a bunch of us playing Rainbow Six, so maybe that's going to okay. go up there. Cool. cool. Um, a sweet, sweet headshot. <laughs> just, just gonna be that oh my ten God. second loop of the that whole clip, fucking thing. That clip over and over again. Uh, <laughs> yep. So yeah, this is now officially podcast number six because yep. um, it was getting. I was weird. gonna correct you and say it's five, and I was like, wait, no, it is six. It is, yeah. <laughs> Even now, now that it's simple, we're not talking about test cases anymore. No, it's just podcast number six. The first three were just a little mm. bit shorter than the others. But we didn't judge them for it. No. They're just uh, midgets. Don't... <laughs> All right, I've already been drinking coffee. I've got some incredibly sugary food behind me. It's going uh, to be a good one. Oh, yeah. So, well, we're starting off segment one, uh, topics. Uh, and like I was just saying, uh, the topics... I, I, I wasn't really able to think of something this week where I was like, oh, we could talk about this for a while. I just had a couple... Mm. I, I, I jotted down three, like, mediocre ideas, and I'm hoping that together they might make something It will worth... Ultron. And yeah. Become... Wait, no, Ultron didn't... Uh... You're thinking of Voltron. Voltron, that's <laughs> fast. <Wow>. I'm smart. <laughs> we need a goddamn jingle for each of the segments. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. I can't hang. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. This is uh, So this is the... Uh, First topic, it's let's just make noises for five minutes. Yeah. Let's um, just be so one thing that I wanted to talk about right off the bat, because the last two podcasts I've been ragging on Amazon Prime because they won't let us stream videos. And this mm. is uh, more of a personal accomplishment to me. Maybe some of you out there are also trying to watch things on Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go I managed to figure out a way around their obnoxious no screen sharing like technology. So I have an El Elgato, which I had bought back in 2018 so that I could record videos of me playing uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Say it again, just slur, because I didn't actually catch what it was that you've got. An El Elgato? Gato. Like, uh, cat. Yeah, yeah. French. Well, or Spanish. Right. Gato is meant. also, yeah. <laughs> El Gato. It's, uh, yeah, it's Spanish for cat. Um, okay, good. But anyway, uh, it's... I love how when I, I pronounced it in Spanish, I pronounced the T, but when I said it with my normal accent, it sounds like a D. Like... Yeah. It, yeah. There, you, quirks don't that, speak. Quirks speak of that bad. Boston accent. <laughs> yeah. Pack the uh, car in Harvard, yeah. Anyway, yeah, sorry. What the heck does Elgato do? Well, so the the, the device, is, I mean, it's, it's used to... Like, you can route an HDMI cable through it and then plug it into your computer. The idea being you can record gameplay directly from consoles or whatever you are right. routing through it. So what I did was I didn't plug anything into the output, but the input I used the third HDMI slot on my computer and plugged that into the Elgato and then, you know, hooked it up to my computer. So it was essentially spoofing a third monitor. Like the... Why did you need... 
three HDMI slots. I need one for the screen. Oh, I, I only use one of them. So one of them I have hooked up to, so technically I have two HDMIs, two D, uh, DisplayPort cables. The DisplayPorts are hooked up to my monitors, one HDMI port, it's hooked up to my work laptop because I use the same monitor for both, and right. no, I'm, I'm completely full of shit. I don't even know what's plugged into my computer right now. Doesn't matter. Because I plug the HDMI cable into the back, uh, into my computer, and then into the Elgato, uh, Amazon thought it was displaying to a third monitor. So when I pull up the software that records from the Elgato, it's like it's just recording a monitor. Yeah. Or it is the monitor technically. But Amazon doesn't know that it's a program and not a real monitor, so I can actually stream that program and it won't cut out the video. Gotcha. Also, I'm full of shit. Good podcast name, just saying. Uh... <laughs> I think it it should be called We're Full of Shit. Thank you very much. <laughs> No, but I've got English shit, so it's higher quality. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the um, accent gives you a few extra points. Mm, uh, class. The So, yeah, what, what was it that we're going to watch? Because uh, it's your movie night next, isn't it? It is, yeah. So I'm, the, the movie was going to be Passengers, which is mm. it's a movie that I like really, really liked. Um, just general premise without spoilers, because uh, I don't want to spoil it for you. Yeah. The the idea is that it's kind of uh near far future like late 2000s era, so like, you know, 2080, mm -hmm. 2070 something like that. And uh humanity has colonized other planets but not with faster than light travel. They have ships that travel like at a percentage of the speed of light and people go into hibernation, right? Okay. Up until the final approach where they wake people up and it's like a resort ship and people can just enjoy the the. It's like a cruise ship until they get to their final destination. Right, um, and some, then something goes wrong, I guess. Yes, for uh, not for everyone though. Okay. Um, so it's it's an interesting premise to a movie. I won't say more than that, but no, no, no. it was one of the first movies I saw with um, Chris Pratt that showed that he could do like a serious role because I I saw him in Parks and Recreation oh yeah this is the um, Chris Pratt and the uh, uh, his wife um... at the time oh is it I yeah it they, was... they were I think they're divorced uh, now but they were I, I don't know why like, normally I'm cool. normally I'm shit at all this pop culture stuff but uh, I actually know that and I don't remember why right is someone like a, a robot barkeep there is a robot barkeep, yes, and he's British. Right, okay, I think I've seen... Oh, really? Oh, well. I think Must he is. Film. I'm pretty uh, sure. Uh, cool. Yeah, no, so that'll be good to watch. It will. It's, it's well, a great, great movie. You have brought up uh, Amazon, so I have, by law, to bring up Netflix. Okay. Uh, we've been watching uh, Helsing Ultimates. Hold up. Do you want to save this for for the media segment of the podcast? Okay, yeah, I think that's probably a better idea. But yeah, because I do want to talk about Helsing Ultimate because I fucking love that anime. Yes. But, so this this is the 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 next the other topic I had, and maybe I did lie at the beginning. I think we could probably get some mileage out of this. Um, oh, yeah? <clears throat> shitty games or shitty movies, like the line between it's just a pain to watch and it's so bad it's good. What about? Shitty games? No, 
good games that became shitty movies, or or vice versa. I can't think in my head right now. I, we, we can, <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, we can we can explore both. I mean, the first thing that pops into my mind when you're saying that is the. Did you ever see the original Mario Brothers movie, the first live action one? No. It, I, I oh. think I've heard of it, but it's not something I know very well. It's it's kind of like a cult classic kind of thing in terms of video game right. movies, um, like just really shitty like old Godzilla era kind of costumes. It's yeah. like weirdly gritty. Because um, all, all the okay, not all ninety percent of the games I see becoming movies. The moment I hear it's becoming a movie, I'm like, that's going to be a dreadful movie. Yeah. And not because of the... I, I think these uh, games slash movies could be amazing, but they just never are, and I don't understand why. Yeah. Maybe because we've got to cram so much into such a small space. Yeah, or the, but even if they're just trying to adapt a small piece of it, like, some sometimes it, it works out okay. Like, um, did you receive the Final Fantasy Advent Children movie? I did, and I thought it was awful. Wait, unless it was a different Final Fantasy movie. I've seen a Final Fantasy movie. <laughs> so there's a few... Fi so the, the one I'm thinking of is... It's CGI, it's based on Final Fantasy VII, so Cloud, Tifa, all them. Yeah, that does ring a bell. It might have been the one I watched. I mean, I thought it was okay. It, but again, it was... Yeah. I mean, I, w I watched this on, on my PSP... About <laughs> ten years ago. God, that really, uh, that really dates it. Yeah. <laughs> I so there's, yeah. The, I mean, yeah. The, then there's other ones like didn't they made a Silent Hill movie, didn't they? Uh, I, I never played Silent Hill. I, was I, too I young. never, I never played the games. I hate horror games. Like uh, horror, okay. it's it's not my genre. Um, yeah. But they did. I did see the Silent Hill movie back in college, and I. I think it was Silent Hill and not Resident Evil because I know they made movies out of both of them. Right. Um, and people who are actually fans of those series are going to crucify me, but I I don't really know the difference. Like there, I think the, one is the Resident one is... Evil fandom. It's going to be a lot worse than crucifying me. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to turn me into some kind of a zombie. I do know that Umbrella Corporation mm. comes out of that that thing, and yeah, I know, <laughs> they're the. Uh, the standard for like contrived corporate villainy. Hmm. I I've I've not really played any Resident Evil games, but even I think that Umbrella is a really cool concept. Just the logo, right? That's how you do a good. It's it doesn't look like anything violent. It's just an umbrella. But the red, the white, and the black, and oh, I don't know. So it's, it's a very sinister. Like it's it. a really shitty company with a really good branding and marketing department. Sure. I mean, I, I I kind of compare them to the uh, what's the the evil slash good company in Killing Floor. Oh, I uh, have no idea. And Pauline. I didn't even know that very game had a similar. plot, honestly. <laughs> oh yeah, it's not a very long plot, but there is a plot. <laughs> it's there. It's a light presence. Mm. Oh man! So I'm trying to think. Like, what are what are the like game based movies then? Because okay, because uh, they did... was, well. Sorry. No, they didn't. They make a Tomb Raider movie. Am I imagining that? If they didn't, there are a lot of films that copy basically yeah. Tomb Raider. What, what what we're learning from this conversation right now is though we both know that 
game-based <laughs> movies exist, we typically we avoid them. them. <laughs> yeah, well, we've spoken about Sonic previously. Oh yeah, the Sonic. Well, that's that's what I want to see because I've heard really good things about it. And yeah, I've heard mixed reviews, but generally they've been pretty positive. And I yeah. like the fact that they went back and worked on it. Yeah, well, um, it's one of those rare instances where fan feedback was actually taken seriously by a company. Yeah. One other rare instance, which is where a movie became a game. Uh, Shrek. <laughs> uh, now... I'm sorry, I played I some think, of the old Shrek games. They're... I think everyone here loves uh, the first two Shrek films, at least. Well, yeah. And... I did, I did play a lot of the uh, PS One. I think it, or, no PS One and PS Two Shrek games when I was young, and there yeah. were cheat codes and all that. And it was it was yeah. pretty fun. Yeah. Um, because it was, I mean, I, I have a brother, so I we could do co-op. So maybe it'd be less fun if you're on your own. Yeah. That wasn't actually that bad. Now I think about it. I. I don't know. I played them. I, and when I played them, I played them around the same time you were, but I was significantly older at that point. Um, yeah. And they were... I mean, they were okay, but they were like generic platformers from that era. Yeah. Um, other than the fact that you got to play as everybody's favorite Green Goblin, like, there's not really... Oh, uh, no. Puss in Boots every day. <laughs> I'm sorry. Donkey. Donkey is my favorite character from that movie. <laughs> I'm stallion, baby. <laughs> people, you know, oh, people don't yeah. like onions. It's like they got cakes. layers. Cakes have layers. Yeah. People love cakes. Uh, Ogres are not like cakes. That's my Shrek accent, by the way. You're a lot better at the accent than I am. <laughs> um, uh, actually, now I think about it, a lot of the old. There are quite a few good old game films. Uh, Star Wars, obviously. There, oh, there's quite a few good Star Wars games. Yeah, pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, um, I'm thinking. I know, but when I think of I mean, when I think of game films, though, I generally go with like Spider Man. Never a fan of Spider Man. Yeah, the Spider Man games have kind of been hit or miss. So like the the yeah. one that just came out for the PS4, the Marvel yeah, Spider Man. Yeah, good. Oh my god. So I Raymond. I, I know he listens to these. Uh, big thanks mm -hmm. to him. He got it for me for Christmas one year, yeah. and as as a present. So, Jesus Christ, Raymond, great friend. Anyway, he um he got it for me for Christmas, and I started playing. I didn't have much hope because I knew a lot of the Spider-Man games were kind of crap. There was one mm -hmm. like early one on the GameCube, I think, that was it was a lot of fun, and I, I I didn't own it. I rented it, and I had a ton of fun with that. But I played a few other ones since then, and they were just kind of meh. Yeah. But this one was so much fun. They nailed exactly what you need to nail in a Spider-Man game. And that is mm. the free-roaming, like, web-swinging. Like, they made yeah, the it freedom fun. It. Yeah, they made it fun just to fly around the city as fast as you can and, like, build up momentum, doing flips in the air. And, mm. like, they... Like, it was just... It was so well done. Like, there was a ton mm. of, like, side questing, and it was, you know, the the, the plague of most open-world games now is they've just got too much to do. Oh, um, God, yeah. Or they just have a lot of, like, open forest. Like, oh, it's yeah. such a big, open, vibrant forest, yeah. but it's got nothing in it. This this game did not fall into that trap. Like, everything that was on the side, like, there was, there was some optional side stuff that I ignored because it was just not fun to do. But... Mm. 
there was like most of it was it, it felt tight it felt polished the gameplay was just clean and really enjoyable it made just getting to a mission fun because of the yeah. web swinging yeah I'd, I'd say the same with uh i don't know if you've played okay uh, again this is another a franchise that was very hit or miss transformers yeah they did have some bad games oh yeah um but there was uh, one on DS. Well, technically two, because they split it into the Autobots version and the Decepticons version. And I bought both. I, I loved it that fucking much. I didn't, I've never heard uh, of this game. Yeah, it was on DS. And every single, like... Uh, it, it was open world. And every car or, like, truck or whatever that was going down the street, you could scan it and you could become it. There were so many, and it was so fun just walking around the open world, like, as, as a flying thing, or just a really cool-looking car, or a truck. Um, and that's something that I hadn't seen before, and I don't think I've really seen since, is the ability to just, like, walk up to an NPC, if you will, and just be like, I'm going to take this cool thing from them, that, and that... be able to do that. I'm trying to think. I know I've played a game that had something similar to that. I'm trying. Right. I'm struggling for the memory now. But I, a, I've never heard of that. That sounds really cool. I may have to go and find mm. this game now. The only Transformers <laughs> game I can remember playing and really getting into was um, the the War for Cybertron games. Oh yes, the the oh god, that was a really good game. Yeah, there, there were there were two in the series. I think there was. Um, there was War for Cybertron and something else for Cybertron. I, I don't remember. I played both I of them. I think I had War for Cybertron. I don't think I had the other one. Uh, oh. It was the one that started off in, like, the... It, it started at the end with yes. your ship getting from the far yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you oh. you choose between Optimus Prime and Megatron. Near the, yeah, 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 yeah. Brilliant game, that. Uh, there, and there... The, the online capabilities also work very well. So I played... I played the first one. I had the first one on the Xbox 360, yep. I think, which kind of dates how old the game is. The second one, the second one is one you're talking about. I had I that on the PS3. Yeah, I had that one on the Xbox and on the PC later, but the PC version is kind of glitchy, so. Right. Um, um, here it is. Yeah, it really reignited oh, yeah, my love for the franchise gone transformers fall of cybertron is the second one that's the one you're thinking of. oh okay so right. war for cybertron is the first one fall of cybertron was the second one gotcha. um, but yeah great games and it really got because i mean i'm a sucker for nostalgia and mm. i like i was a you huge were... sorry huge transformers fan all the way back since i was like so i watched the original series that came out in the 80s after it came out they did a rerun of it when i was a kid I was yeah. I was not I was born in the eighties, but at the tail end of the eighties, so I was not old enough to appreciate them until I was like three or four years old. And that was when I started yeah. watching them and really getting into them. And I, I stayed a fan of Transformers all throughout like Transformers and then they did Beast Wars. I loved both of those series. I had the <laughs> toys, like I loved, you know, playing with them and transforming them. Yeah. Um so you can never get out with the toys, they're always too fiddly. I didn't want to break something. Oh I god, I played the God, I, I have, um, back at my parents' place, uh, they, they're, they're still there in a box in our attic. I, I still have tons of them. No, um, they probably sell for a fuck. I'm just saying. Yeah, so the older <laughs> ones, probably, yeah. Um, but, 
but the the game it was really for its time it was very pretty hmm. uh, and the particularly the flying transformers were just really cool yeah and real like they they really the, the thing that those games like we were, I was talking about with the Spider-Man game, the, with the Spider-Man game, the thing you need to nail is the web swinging. With yeah. the Transformers game, the thing you need to nail is the transforming. Yeah. Like, you need to make the vehicle and robot form, like, just feel smooth and just, like, just have to Iconic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be the main plot point of why people want to go and buy it. Yeah. yeah. So I don't really remember much about the fighting as such. Uh, I I can remember parts of the story because there were some quite uh, detailed scenes, um, like uh, the the freaking the the Megatron returning to power and like crushing Starscream at the ceremony that happens in the original animation. Yep. Ah, oh, that was just a brilliant moment in the game. Oh my god. Yeah, it's just. Oh god, this has just become like talking about nostalgia. Yeah, like, we, we, should, we, we started should... off talking about like <laughs> shitty games and shitty movies, and yeah. well, adaptations from games to movies and movies to games. But we we just, somehow we just got into like good ones now, and we're talking about just. But it's it's a good point. Like they're they're it's so rare that the when they do it right, it stands out. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because they have released some garbage games, which we're just not talking about. <laughs> I, I'm thinking. Um, I had I think it was for the original Xbox. They had the Enter the Matrix game. Right. Oh my god! It was just like, hey, do you remember this scene from the movie? Let me show you it in a shittier version. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was the entire game. Yeah. Yeah, and I think um, when when the movie came out, because it came out um, after the DS game that I was talking about, but before the um, Fall of Cybertron, mm. I was looking at the movie and I was like, oh my god, Jazz dies? Because I knew Jazz from the game, and he was like one of my favorite characters, and I was like, what? <laughs> you can't do this to me! Jazz is a fucking awesome character. Uh, there's a lot of people like one of my uh, like I liked the the character spoilers by the way if you haven't seen the 1986 movie um, <laughs> but quite a few main characters died like um, Ironhide he was a, a character yeah. I really liked he gets shot in the face by Megatron in the first like 20 minutes of the movie yeah it's not gory because it's just robots but it's still sad when you lose a character yeah Love. Yeah, but they they, uh, they do a good job. Like if you've built up that kind of empathy with these characters, they do a good job of like making it l seem poignant, even though it's robots. What's, what's your opinion on the the new films? Oh, is this too mediary? I don't know. Uh, I mean, we no. It, let's it, we're, we're talking it's about kind Transformers. of its own section. Yeah, yeah. we're talking about Transformers. <laughs> let's let's go into this. Um, the new films, like you're talking about the um. So, from, bang, uh, Big Bang Explosion films that started with Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, all the Shia LaBeouf. Uh, uh, I I was really excited when the first one came out because I was like, oh, they're doing Transformers movies. They're going to be great. And then it was yeah. just like explosion porn. Like, it was... Well, at one point it was pretty much just porn. I mean... Oh, in the, the oh yeah, what's, what's her name? Um, the, the chick that was... Yeah. They they were like yeah. they had Shia LaBeouf and this really hot chick and they were they were there, 
I, I don't know what that says about me. Like, I didn't give a crap about the two human characters. Like, show me Optimus Prime! Right? I mean, they were just whining and erotic. But yeah. the, the, when it opens on the, the very first film, the Black Hawk helicopter, um, hmm. I think it's called Blackout? It's been too long since I've played Yeah, yeah, you're, you're Blackout, yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, I recognize him! And he's really cool! And he's like a military helicopter. It looks, oh, it looks so cool! I agree. The um, first movie, like when I first saw it, I felt the same way. Like, oh, I'm seeing these people yeah. for the first time. They look so cool. And that, that's the, the sentiment you got throughout the film. There wasn't many emotions. It was just a lot of, damn, that's cool. Oh, and, damn, that's cool. <laughs> that, that, like... Uh, and it faded. Yeah. It faded in the subsequent movies. Like once that that like, oh, that's cool. Bad. Like faded off. You realize they were just kind of like shallow. The you know... plot became weaker and weaker and weaker. Yeah. And it became more like there's one that I I started watching it with. It was my whole family. We sat down having food and we were like, oh, cool. Let's put on DVD. It was the new Transformers. Great. It opens on. Like a ten-minute scene of this barely clothed girl, like getting out of bed with uh, Labouf, and we didn't even get to the end of the scene. We yeah. were just like, "No, <laughs> this is just bollocks." <laughs> I guarantee. I want to. I want to believe that that was in Shia LaBeouf's contract. Well, they have to have a attractive yeah, they, female. Yeah, just, there needs to be at least one scene with me in bed with a sexy girl. Right. That's not his accent. I don't know what what that accent was, but yeah. It was so not Transformers. I I think. You know what? Fuck it. I'm I'm making a new topic right now, and we're gonna transform or transform. Transform into it. (laughs) Transfer right into it. Um, Shia LaBeouf. Because this is a topic that like, all right, I could talk about this for days. He has (laughs) he's one of the few celebrities that I follow because it's like watching a train wreck that keeps putting itself back together again. Right. Like, I saw he got arrested. Uh, oh, I he's, he's, that video yeah, he's been arrested quite a bit. He just seems like a bit of a div. So here, here's like here's Shia LaBeouf's uh, storied history in a nutshell. Um, he was Disney Channel dude. There was a, a show called Even Stevens, and he played like a younger brother who was kind of schlubby and obnoxious. Um, yeah. It was a decent... I mean, that's what he does. That's his thing. Yeah. It was, it was a decent show. Like, I remember watching it as a kid. I don't remember pretty much anything about it except for the premise mm. um then you know he moves on starts getting some some different roles uh he decides he wants to be a fucking action hero he has the nicholas cage syndrome and he goes into the fourth indiana jones movie where he's trying to be the young yeah. indie that flopped because uh, he did yeah he's like people watched it because they had the nostalgia they're like oh nick you know indiana jones but it, it generally yeah. got kind of lukewarm at best for reviews I haven't um, seen many Indiana Jones. The original films. three were pretty good. I, I watched them long. I, I never watched them as a kid, but I watched them uh, in college because I was like, yeah, I, I realized I'd never seen them and I wanted to see yeah. them. Um, but and he doesn't love watching a Nazi getting shot, so. <laughs> or having their faces melted off. Spoiler alert. Mm. Uh, they're... So anyway, he, he does that. That kind of flops. Then he gets into the Transformers movies, which is a little bit more like his style of thing. Then he has like some kind of a crazy mental breakdown and he does like this weird art thing for a while where he goes to red carpets wearing a bag on his head saying I used to be famous or something like that and 
Really? He did that? He he made an art exhibit which was just like I don't know, him taking a shit or something like that. I don't know. No, no, no. It was him sitting on a toilet and people could like throw things at him or something like that. It was it was some some weird pretentious arty yeah. bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Something that to me makes absolutely no sense, but somebody who is into art, it probably sounds like the Mona Lisa. I don't know. I don't think it does cuz I'm I've, I've been around a lot of arty people kind of thing. Uh not if yeah. there's like some real story behind it that's interesting, then yeah. I mean, there's, there's a woman who um, sat on a chair in the middle of a room, uh, like completely naked for like I can't remember how long it was. It was some crazy amount of time, like a week. Mm. And people would just come and just stand there and just see her. And I got massive rave reviews. And I can't understand that, but a, a dude sitting on a chair having stuff thrown at him. I don't think there's much art in that, really. It's modern art. Modern art does not have art. Art art is optional in modern art. <laughs> at, at least that's been my read on it. Yeah, um, not trying to offend any artists out there. <laughs> I am. Or maybe you are. I don't know. <laughs> I am. I don't give a fuck about modern art. Most modern art is, is like, tasteless and requires zero skill. If I can recreate it by like putting paint on the bottom of a Roomba and throwing it over a canvas, then that is not art. I'm yeah, sorry. but then it's the fault of the person that buys it, not the fault of the person. Oh that yeah, makes that's it. true. Yeah, the the whole. I'm. It's a conversation piece, dear. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I like that is that is something that legitimately gets me like a little heated under the collar. Grinds the gears. Because I, I like, I enjoy going to like an art museum. I like seeing sculptures and like cool paintings mm. and stuff like that. And there's one in Boston. I, I've, I've been there a couple times. It's really cool. But then they have the modern art exhibit and I walk in there and I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, because yeah. stuff like that, like there was one, it was literally just a woman had painted herself gold and then taken a photograph of herself. That was it. Yeah. Oh, like, there's so much less than that. There's, there's literal just white pieces of paper that people put in frames. And... It's like the yeah, it's exactly. It's like the old joke. Um, you know, what did you paint? It's a blank canvas. What did you paint? Oh, it's a it's a polar bear enjoying a snow cone in the middle of a blizzard. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it takes them like weeks and months to get to it, and I guess that's what makes it sell. But I I honestly think. Yeah. Modern art, oh, or a lot of art, is about brand names. You're buying. Okay, what about? Sorry. No, no, we, I, no, we, we've gone down this rabbit hole. We're at thirty minutes, but we're gonna go as long as we need to with okay. this. I, well, I think... how about this as an go idea on. for a piece of art, right? Okay, go. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a white piece of paper, right? It looks like a white piece of paper, but someone took it around every country in the world. And a single teardrop from every uh, a person in every different country's nationality went onto that piece of paper. Is that art? Are you, are you thinking really hard? I, I am thinking. Connections? I'm sorry. I know it's de- <laughs> I know it's dead air. I'm like, I, I'm thinking for a second. I mean, a, I think that's it's significant. Is it art? Maybe. But the thing is, that actually required some effort. And the paper is going to show like stains and the effect of like you know the, the tears hitting it because the tear isn't just water. 
It's you know it's got salts. Yeah, it's got salt. It. Yeah. So it's gonna it's gonna discolor the paper slightly. So in that case, I mean I think that that that's legit. My problem okay. is like a lot of modern art to me looks like very very low effort, very low skill. Just do something and give it a message, and then suddenly yeah. it's art. Also, I'm copywriting the shit out of that idea, by the way, because I was actually not bad. That actually, yeah, that, that sounds like a really good idea. Honestly, you, you could probably win a fucking... I don't know what art people win, but you could win an award for that shit. <laughs> You'd be in a museum. Oh, my God. Some rich idiot uh, who's trying to protect his uh, money from the government would probably buy that for a million dollars. Kaiser, that's my sugar daddy you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, I just... um. So... I'll, I'll wrap. I'll wrap this up because we we are over thirty minutes. I'll wrap this up with yes. one quick story related to art. Uh, I was talking about okay. how I'd, I'd gone to uh, the Museum of Art in Boston a couple times, and um, if you can't tell by the way I talk, you know, for those of you who are listening who don't know, uh, yeah, I'm from the Boston area. There was a uh, a friend of mine that I went to college with, and she and I decided we were going to go to the just bored wanted to do something decided we were going to go to the boston art museum yeah and i think it's called the museum of fine arts boston um we went in there and we walked around like looking at some of the classical exhibits and stuff like that you know enjoy the the thing mm. but both of us are obnoxious assholes so that couldn't last right. We went to an exhibit where they had an interactive computer thing and they had little buttons you could take a quiz Mine froze, <laughs> and the program, whatever they were running, they were running it on Windows, and whatever the program was running, it froze while I was using it, and I kept tapping I it because I, yeah, because I knew that if you keep tapping it, that's clicks, and if you tap a frozen program enough time on Windows, it'll give you the option to close it. Yeah. So I did, and then I pulled up Windows Media Player and just started playing the default like music that comes with every copy of Windows. Oh my god, such a vandal. So there was that, uh, but that's not, but yeah. not where I'm, I'm getting to. So anyway, we decide to eat lunch in the museum, and they have like this really pretentious like area where you can get like some kind of fancy sandwiches and salads, and they have like you know wine, beer, water, juice, whatever. Mm -hmm. So between the two of us, we drink an entire bottle of wine over lunch, and then we go to the modern art exhibit <laughs> and right. just laid into it, just. Yeah. Just walking through, and I, I at I've least... got the fucking attendancy. People, assholes like you every day. <laughs> I literally, I was at least talking quietly. She was not. Just yeah. It's like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, <laughs> and so we we go through, and we were getting dirty looks from the people around us too. People who were looking at it and like scratching their chins thoughtfully, going like, oh, yeah. "Yes, I see the merit in the shit stain on this corner of the canvas." Hmm. I could rant yeah, about that all day. I'm so I'll, I'll end it with that anecdote uh, before we cool. move on to segment two. Do you have any final thoughts on topics? Uh, I was gonna say it, it's a sore point talking about museums with me, but uh, <laughs> obviously because of uh, the whole thing that went down when you visited. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've properly gone to a museum. I remember going on a school trip. To uh, the the Saatchi Gallery in London, I think it's the Russian-funded. Hmm. Uh, it's all Russian artwork, anyway. And there was some really cool stuff. 
And then you got to the top floor, and the whole class was just walking around like, you know, mindless zombies. <laughs> you suddenly realize you're in a room, and every single wall is plastered with uh, phallic and whatever the female <laughs> equivalent of phallic is, images everywhere. And like, guys and guys, and women and women, and at the age we were, which was, well, it, it was not an age that was mature, very clearly, because <laughs> um, <laughs> we spent like the rest of the trip trying to dare people to go into that room. Come and look at the boobies! Torture just to be in that area. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah. I, I think I've grown up a little bit since then. Mm. <laughs> One would hope. Oh god. Uh, so, alright, we'll, we'll end segment one there. Um, so, uh, this is the end of segment one. If you're listening during the week, then this will be the end of the video. But if you are listening on Saturday or after Saturday and listening to the entire thing, you will hear us again in just a few minutes. Uh, until then, thank you for listening. And we're back. Welcome back to the TMCJ podcast, Name Subject to Change. We are on segment number two, which is media. Um, mm. Although I fully expect us to get sidetracked within the first five minutes of this segment. Yeah, well, we tried to keep away from media in the first... Well, we didn't actually succeed. No, no, we, we just went... <laughs> we, we just went in hard right off the bat. Yep. So, did you have a particular topic for today? I do actually have one that I really want to talk about, but before I do, I feel like I need to clarify something from the first segment, because in the intermission, uh, Blue actually reminded me what he was talking about. He was talking about a misadventure we had when I uh, was visiting him in the UK, and um, about a museum, and I was thinking, oh, there's this really cool museum he showed me, like, we had a lot of fun, it was a really cool place, to, it was a Roman thing, like, loved it. But, on one of the... <laughs> other days he tried to show me a quote-unquote american museum um that, that was what it was called uh there they meant you know native american culture yeah. and not it, this is in england in england uh, yeah. yes in england i'm like why the hell is there an american museum in england whatever so we get on a bus and end up next to a school dormitory in a field outside of town he took the wrong bus and we ended up <laughs> hiking through the countryside for like an hour it was exactly the opposite way out of town that we took. <laughs> so that was um, the thing that he was referring to. I didn't remember that until he... Well, I remembered it happening, but I I was thinking, like, what's he talking about? The museum we saw was great. It was the museum yeah. we didn't see. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, with that point of clarification out of the way, I really want to talk about The Boys. That uh, um, It's an Amazon Prime series. Bit private. Oh right. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, not, not my, not my boys. I'm talking about the boys, the Amazon Prime series. I yeah. saw season one a few months back. Um, it would have been last, either late last winter or early last spring. So, either early 2020 or late 2019. I want to say early 2020. Um, I loved it. It like it was an absolutely bombshell series and I would recommend it to absolutely anyone out there unless you're particularly bothered by gore then you know probably don't watch it but how is it spelled? The Boys uh, just exactly how it sounds T-H-E oh. space B-O-Y-S it's on Amazon I don't Prime. think oh on Amazon Prime 
Yeah, Amazon Prime. Right. It's okay, it's an yeah, it's an Amazon yeah. original. It's an Amazon original. I, I think I've seen uh trailer. I I remember the name, but I okay. I've not quick, actually seen it. Quick rundown, and uh, I won't I won't spoil it because I highly recommend it, and uh, so I w I won't give away any of the big plot points from the first season. The reason I bring it up is season two just dropped yesterday, September fourth. So right. I am eagerly wanting to to watch that um mm. and it's probably it's a holiday weekend this week it's labor day i fully plan to spend at least one of these days binge watching season two um <laughs> so the premise of the series is it's almost like a um hold on a second oh my god i thought i was just about to burp into the microphone <laughs> lovely Oh yeah, it's a it's a classy show that we run here. Yeah. Uh, so the premise is you've got kind of these um, bizarro world Justice League people, like the the whole like non copyright infringing Justice League. So you've got yeah. Homelander, who's Superman. You've got uh, the Deep, which is Aquaman. Uh, you've got Queen Maeve, who's Wonder Woman, essentially. And the premise is, what if these superheroes were just corporate shills and secretly assholes, but they are actually superhumans? Right, okay. They and, sold out the private sector. Uh, the, more that the private sector and them were married from the get-go. Okay. So it's something like, um, you know, uh, just during a hostage situation, like one of them accidentally, like, you know, throws a brick at a terrorist, misses and hits a civilian. Um, the corporate right. side of things, you know, cover things up. They do that, like, the stereotypical, like, celebrity apology thing where they go out in front of the, the camera and say, I'm sorry for my actions. I regret what I did. And it's a terrible shame that somebody was harmed when I was yeah. pursuing justice. Something like that. Right? Yeah. And so the story is very well told and from basically two perspectives one is by this uh young woman who's kind of the new member of this justice league she auditioned and she's got superpowers and so she got in and she's got like this you know innocent hometown girl kind of vibe to her and she really does believe all the that these people are perfect and they're amazing and they're they're so great and then there's this other guy who is just some random nobody who, and I won't spoil this uh, too badly, but he loses someone very close to him in a tragic accident related to one of the superhumans. Right. And I'm being purposely vague because I want you to watch this and get the full impact. <laughs> and I, I, anyone who is listening and hasn't seen it, I want you to watch this and get the full impact. Um, Bam, anyway, homework. So these two people, it, it focuses on these two people, and it's this this superhuman uh, woman who joins it and kind of from the inside becomes disillusioned seeing like how really all these people she hero worshipped are kind of assholes. Yeah. Like the Wonder Woman knockoff like you know is kind of past her like she's kind of over the hill and drinks too much to deal with the stress and depression. Okay. Um, the Superman guy is you know he's, he's let his power kind of get to his head um, a couple of them are like on drugs and uh, they kind of let that interfere with their work um, 
and so that's her perspective but it, then it also follows this guy and because of that tragic event he ends up falling in with kind of this semi-terrorist group yeah. whose sole mission is to stick it to the the superhumans and like gotcha. take them out because they've all... this reminds me of what reminds me of a D policy <laughs> it feels they... like it it honestly feels they're, like it they're doing the them. right thing definitely while they do it in the worst possible way they can <laughs> yes yes that is a perfect metaphor anyway absolutely excellent series I cannot sing it enough praises. I've shit on Amazon before, but some of their originals are amazing. Um, um, and I cannot wait to see season two. I'm really hoping they... Because season one was really strong. Really mm. strong. And I'm really hoping they, they continue that with season two. That's the synopsis. What are your thoughts? Uh, well, I don't know. We've discussed Superman before, and my dislike for him. Uh, Aquaman, I understands is just a bit of a milksop or maybe he's not in this one i don't know the idea of them being having another layer of not just being do-gooders does mm. sound interesting um I, I do quite like films films uh tv series like uh la casa de pipal where you follow a bunch of bank robbers i love that kind of shit uh, I, I so it does sound definitely quite interesting because they don't have to follow the exact same rules that all the goodies always have to follow and it gives it an air of uh unsuspected they could do anything kind of thing so it does sound interesting yeah whether i would get it over here mind you it's amazon so yeah we should do shouldn't we yeah yeah it's an amazon it should be out everywhere okay uh then yeah cool yeah highly uh, highly recommend it once i finished helsing ultimate Oh yeah, yeah. That's that was the thing that we pulled out from the uh, from the first segment. So I've also seen yep. this series. Uh, for those that don't, well, know... no, you've seen the uh, the Japanese version. Of this oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, the English one is is a bit different. For the uh, for the people who don't know, Helsing is a, an anime and a manga uh, that centers around a um, kind of a like somewhat modern day uh, environment where vampires and monsters and things are real and it follows the i think it's the helsing organization who have a vampire with them who essentially they use to they're like a paranormal police department almost in england um well i mean in england that means they wouldn't get shot or killed uh <laughs> I, i'm pretty sure it's isn't it set in the uk oh yeah yeah sorry um Sorry, I thought you took about a English police force. Oh uh, no, 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 no! Like, they, <laughs> like, but they're they're sort of like a paranormal, like special forces in the UK. Yes. That's that's what if I I haven't uh, seen the series yeah. in a while. But Helsing Ultimate was a remake of the original one, which I think did massive things to improve it. But and I highly recommend the English dub for I... its amazing voice acting. Uh, I kind of want to drag Kaiser to, into watching the uh, the first episode again. It's just in English because it is so funny. Oh my god! Uh, there's definitely parts of it that I, the, the parts I don't like are the ones where it gets really silly, like when it does the the dream sequences with the stupid oh, yeah. characters. Freaking hate that! It's so out of character. For That's us, uh, thing. Oh, yeah. I, I to go on a tangent because I feel like this deserves one. 
that is a trend in some like remakes of anime that really grinds me like because helsing yeah. in general is a very like it's very gory and very serious anime um mm. like it, the storyline is very like gritty characters are dying people get like decapitated and you know, every two minutes yeah. yeah there's like monsters that are there threatening you know human society and everything so it should be take like the, a, a little bit of levity every now and again isn't bad but it should take itself seriously and it has the i know what you're talking about it has like those goofy chibi moments and things like that and i just it annoys they, yeah, they don't fit yeah. So they did the same thing when they remade the anime Full Metal Alchemist. Also, really? excellent anime. The f well, not the whole way through. So Full Metal Alchemist came out, great anime, took itself very seriously. There were some goofy moments and stuff like that, but they were handled well. Mm -hmm. And the, but it knew when to take itself seriously. When they remade it and made Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, what they did, and I just, oh God. It, they they took one of the most poignant and like heart-wrenching scenes in the early part of the series and inserted like this goofy cartoon moment into it and it was like it it was like if you took Schindler's List and put like a random Benny Hill like chase scene in the middle of it it was so like it's just like oh they're loading the Jews on the train like I'm sorry. That's the movie. Jesus. Anyone who hasn't seen no, Schindler, no, no, no. anyone who hasn't seen Schindler's List, it's a great movie, and you should watch it. Liam Neeson is fucking amazing in that movie. Great drama, heart wrenching. But that, but that's that's the level of like inappropriateness it was. Yeah. There's this perfectly like, um, you know. So anyone who hasn't seen Full Metal Alchemist, I'm just going to spoil this because it's it's been out for forever. Or you probably just don't care about anime. Um, there's the the little girl Nina, right? Do you remember her? She like there was there was this one guy early on when they got to the city, and he was. Did you watch the anime? The, the point that I got to, I I, I read the manga. Okay. Um, where uh, the the physical copy, and I got to the point. I don't think it was not very far on at all. It was when, uh, it was a flashback to them being trained on an island by their aunt. I think it was. Uh, not their aunt, but their their teacher. Right. Yeah. That that's kind of the. Yeah. I think I've got through that arc. But I don't remember much of it. So I do. You, I'm just gonna. Do you mind if I just spoil this part? Because no, I, I, I need to make this point. So they, when they're in the city and they're talking to this one guy who's ostensibly someone that's like a friend and ally who want you know just wants to help him. He's another. He's a researcher who's affiliated with the organization that they join. He has a, a little girl, and um, you know he's single father, and she's adorable, and they they play with with her, and um, they get along, and it's almost like it's it's like a little heartwarming family moment. And they have like a you know family dog, and he's this big you know fluffy dude, and that heartwarming moment. It turns out later though that because this guy is being pressured for results from his research, he just decides like he gets desperate and he uses alchemy to fuse the dog with his daughter and oh, it's just thing. like it's heart-wrenching because she can sort of talk and it's just like she's still trying to figure out what's going on and just going like talking about like you know why why does everything hurt so much and it's just 
it's this heart-wrenching like scene in the the original mm-hmm. anime and in the remake they insert a fucking like little cartoony comedy segment in the middle of that scene uh. it was awful it was yeah. like they took something that's why i was comparing it to like a movie like some some movie where there's this serious dramatic tone like mm-hmm. where where somebody like that you cared about in the movie has suddenly just and unjustly an innocent person has been ripped out of that that innocent state and then made like to suffer and they insert a comedy segment in the middle of that yeah it just takes you out of the mood yeah it's just it, it it's not good storytelling so i when you talk about the the Helsing thing with the the dream segments, I know what you're talking about. This this is a more extreme mm-hmm. example, but it's happened in in other remakes too. And it, every time it does, it just you know, as, yeah. As you can tell by the last five minutes, it's something that really gets my blood boiling. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I'm very much enjoying the anime. The the series. I know we only talked shit about it so far, but um, oh, in general, Helsing Ultimate, great series. Yeah. Also, you don't really get many animes about England. I wonder why. Um, <laughs> uh, and so it was quite refreshing to see um, at least an, an outside view on what England is. We're all about London and Cockneys, uh, apparently. Um, <laughs> the the very they, yes in the dub, the very strong accents are very funny. Alright, I'll I'll have to watch. I have it on Blu-ray, but I I may have to. <laughs> <laughs> I may have to watch yeah. watch it in English and see, Although, what, see what it's like. One of the episodes we found, and, and we checked the language settings, and it said we were watching English. It was like five episodes in, and it started, and it was the spoilers. Well, no, I was just going to say, there's German people in it. Mm. And these German people were walking, and they were talking. Uh, and I was like, that doesn't sound like English. That sounds like Japanese. And Alicia was like, nah, it's German, they're German, it's just, you know, it's just a piece. We're not meant to understand it, they're just talking German. Uh, and no, they're, they're talking Japanese, even though the audio says it's in English. There's no subtitles. And then I realized <laughs> we were on English and in brackets 5.1, as opposed to just English. So English 5.1 just becomes Japanese. So, <laughs> <laughs> God. Apparently, so if you yeah, so if you listen to anything in English and surround sound, it's just Japanese. Is that what it, oh right okay? Five point one yeah. is surround sound. Gotcha. But yeah, no, we switched it to English without the surround sound, and it worked fine. Uh, we were wondering if Japanese five point one would be English. So, <laughs> fun fact: um, most anime, um, like the surround sound, is mostly added when they port it to Western markets. Um, most anime DVDs and Blu-rays, if you listen to the original Japanese audio, it's 2.0, which is just stereo. Right. Um, I don't really notice these things generally. I I've uh, I I tend to notice like very irrelevant tiny details. Yeah. I mean, I notice on YouTube video things if it's like an amateur video, and it's. All the volumes coming from one ear, that really annoys me. <laughs> but generally, that's not a thing. Yeah. I mean, so I don't, I don't know why that is. Maybe there's less of a demand for it in the Japanese market. They they just, you know, naturally do it in stereo. 
Um, but yeah, for whatever reason, like Blu-rays, if I get a Blu-ray of an anime that I like and I watch it and I'll, I want to watch it in Japanese with English subs, um, the audio is 2.0, but it, but the English audio is 5.1. Hmm. It's inter- I, I don't know if there's a reason for it. I don't know if it's as common as I seem to think it is, but it's something that I've seen in most of the, the Blu-rays that I've bought of anime. Hmm. Uh, what, what was the original topic of this uh, segment so it's, again? It's just media in general. So, I mean, that we've we've been going through that. Mostly we've talked okay. about uh, anime. We did talk about the boys at the beginning. Um, I was just trying to angle it away from anime, maybe. Yeah, like, uh, what, what what else can we talk about? we got movies. You seen anything mm. uh, good in that regard lately? Mm. Talked about, I mean, we haven't done a movie night since... Uh... I know, I know. I actually have on my topics here. Uh, I, I, I've noted down passengers, but we talked about that earlier. That's the movie that we're going to. Every be time you say passengers, I think aeroplane. Wait, are you, like the old? Yeah, the the comedy. Uh, yes. No, yeah. Yes, uh, I am serious. Like Don't call me Shirley. Plane. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I I have grown to appreciate that movie. When I first saw it, I hate puns absolutely mm. hate puns mm. and that movie has quite a few of them so when i oh, first yeah. saw it it was like you know somebody scratching their nails on a chalkboard to me um but i've kind of grown to appreciate it you know. is that from exposure to me <laughs> yeah, maybe it yeah maybe it's like stockholm syndrome i'm just like <laughs> just over I'm over keeping you prisoner yeah it's like oh i guess i'm just gonna have to live with these shitty jokes yeah <laughs> It's... Oh, you love them, really. It was a good movie, like it, and it. But it, it's one of those ones where uh, the, it was it was a comedy of its time. Like mm. the, the same jokes made today would uh, result in. I a... don't know. I saw it not. I mean, well, the first time I watched it wasn't too long ago. It was several years, but in the long in the grand scheme of things, uh, and I found it fucking hilarious. And I. It do was... not like slapstick generally. It is a fucking hilarious movie. I'm more talking well. about the um, maybe some of the uh, less politically correct jokes made in the movie. Right. Yeah, there are a few. Um, yeah. But yeah, you can sell to a modern day audience probably oh, not. God. Uh, not not without. I mean, you probably could. It would seem really boring to us, I think. But. For someone who is very protective about all these things, as long as they like dilute it enough, I think they would still find it funny. We just wouldn't, because it wouldn't have the same. I love how like wait, in this metaphor, it's almost like we're we're saying that like uh, you know, people are so like sensitive that you know comedy, real comedy, needs to be drip fed to them. Well, until if, they get used to it. <laughs> in in the metaphor, I'm kind of going with in my head. It's like. We're we're drinking like seventy percent stuff, and they they they'll be fine with like a, a little a little bit of wine is enough for them. Uh, <laughs> they'll still have the enjoyment that we get out of it. Jesus, it's 70, just different. Seventy percent—that's like fucking ethyl alcohol. Well, you know, absinthe is nice. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Oh, dear. Actually, you know what? There's a good movie to talk about. This is a bit of a nostalgia trip for me. Um, because I... 
so absent there is a transition here um okay have you seen the movie um moulin rouge or the, no. it's a musical i guess it's a musical first they made a movie guy that played obi-wan kenobi was like the one of the the leads in it um mm. I was actually talking about a Moulin Rouge, I think, yesterday, because we unlocked a Moulin Rouge outfit in Rayman Raving Rabbids. <laughs> Sorry, go on. But I, I ended up, it was my, I, I was never a musical person. I was never a theater person. It just no. wasn't really my thing. Um, but Everyone around us is, but we aren't. <laughs> the, the, um, my, my girlfriend in high school she was really into that sort of stuff and really liked that movie that was one of her favorite musicals and yeah. so I remember watching it and it like it took it took a bit to grow on me um, but she tried showing me Rent first which I fucking despised I hated every single fucking character in that movie except the guy who was supposed to be the bad guy I was like I actually like that guy he's making sense <laughs> everyone else in this movie is just talking out of their ass <laughs> Anyway, that was welcome to me as a high schooler. I was uh, more of an as a high schooler. You love villains. Go I, on. I was more of I was more of a sarcastic asshole than I am now. I've softened a bit yeah. in my old age. Um, but no, so Moulin Rouge was the first musical that I watched at that time where I was like, actually, I really like this. It had a good story. The characters were well done. I could get behind like the main motivation of most of the characters, and even the villain was kind of. He was a cartoonish villain, like a lot of people in these these musicals tend to be. Um, but he had enough gray area that I was like, I was in, I was really interested in the story. Hmm. Um, loved it, absolutely loved it. The reason I bring it up, uh, transition from absinthe. It's set in like kind of the Bohemian Revolution in France, I want to say. And there's a big musical scene in the beginning where this guy who's like he's an uptight english author and he's gone there to write about the bohemian revolution mm. and um he ends up drinking absinthe for like the first time and there's this whole like psychedelic scene where he's seeing like green pixies fly around and stuff that's um, not what happens when you drink absinthe no it does I've, I've had it too and that's not what happens although to be fair the version that's hallucinogenic uh at the time I had it, it was illegal in the U.S., so I couldn't drink that variety. They had a non-wormwood variety of absinthe um, that was available in the right. U.S. I think... isn't, isn't moonshine meant to be kind of the same? Well, moonshine is different. So moonshine is specifically whiskey. It's just whiskey that's made illegally through private stills. So uh, mm. I think it's like the same level of alcohol percentage. Uh, it's yeah. It's it's essentially. So the most famous uh, variety of moonshine is what they call white lightning. It's essentially mm -hmm. unaged whiskey. So you distill corn whiskey um, in a still, and then you don't age it in any sort of barrels. You just bottle it instantly. So it doesn't have a whole mm -hmm. lot of flavor. It's very harsh, and um, sometimes they'd flavor it with like honey. They just put honey right. directly into it. Um, it's basically drinking to get drunk by the sounds of it. It, well, it, flavor. it became popular during Prohibition. You couldn't get real booze in the U.S., or at least most normal people couldn't. Like, rich people could still find a way. Mm -hmm. um, and if you were part of, like, private clubs and stuff like that, they were allowed to serve it, but they weren't allowed to sell it. Like, private clubs were allowed to keep their booze. 
I could talk about prohibition for a while. It's a very fascinating <laughs> part of U.S. history. And as I've said multiple times, and I think you've said multiple times, we're both kind of uh, at least mildly history buffs. Yeah. I've spent quite a bit of time watching documentaries and stuff like that and reading reading history books. So I could Yeah, I think you're a bit better well better than I tried learning about the um uh, American history, like around the Civil War and that kind of thing. Mm. Um and I had this like two day long audible book and I don't know, I, I got some ways into it but there were so many people and I don't know, I, I didn't have I didn't quite have the patience. Listen all the way through American history. I think going. I mean, we've talked about books a few times. How uh, the ten, the older ones tend to be very thick on the the characters and the background, mm. and you kind of just want them to get to the story, whether it's a history book or a novel. Um. Anyway, getting getting slightly off into the weeds there, but yeah, Moulin Rouge. Uh, I so I I, I call it a movie. It, it's a musical, and it probably is like a stage musical too, but. I have only really watched musicals uh, when they become movies. We, we I, I mentioned this when we talked about... Uh, Les Miserables. Uh, yeah, I was about to say Les Miserables. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know it's not pronounced that way. This um, is like the third time I've corrected your French pronunciation today. I can pronounce things in French. I just choose not to. How do you say croissant? Croissant. Hey, no, that, everyone in the fucking U.S. says croissant. No one over here says croissant. That is the, uh, it sounds so fucking stupid. I, re I refuse to say that. Proper. Like, some things people will pronounce right, like the restaurant that does, uh, you know, au bon pain, or au bon pain, or however, you, however you're supposed to pronounce it. It's, you what? not have those over there? A-U-B-O-N-P-A-N. It's it means something like something with bread, I, I think in French. I no idea how to have that before. I don't know. So it might be a just a franchise in the US, uh, but they're they're like a, a soup and bread kind of place. Right. Um like people go there for lunch, maybe breakfast. Wait, like a soup kitchen? No. It's like a restaurant. Look them up sometime. Um okay. But point being, I know how it's supposed to be pronounced. I pronounce it Abon Pain <laughs> because it's funnier that way to me. I also pronounce the restaurant <laughs> D'Angelo's Dangalos. <laughs> like, well, that's not pronouncing. That's just changing the fucking word. No, no, no. It, that's how it's spelled. You're supposed to say D'Angelo's. Yeah, you're supposed to say D'Angelo's because it's got an accent mark between the D and the A. Right. But if you just read it out and ignore that accent mark, then it's Dangalos. Right. Okay. Um, and uh, oh, and we also found out that um, pan au chocolat are not a thing over in America. Or if they are, they're called they're called else. something different. Yeah. How did you describe it? It was like uh, pastry with chocolate <sighs> in the middle or something. Okay, much like a brioche roll. Uh, wait, do you have brioche over there, right? We do, but I also think we call. I I know what those are because I've been to the UK and I saw a label next to them, but we don't call them that. Okay. Well, I don't know. Just think of a it's. It's a croissant with chocolate going through the middle, and it's square. Yeah. I, I'm fairly uh, certain we, we call those something... I, I think we call those eclairs. No, eclairs like a, is like cold with like cream and that kind of stuff, generally, isn't it? And you have chocolate on top of it as opposed to going through it. 
<laughs> Cultural differences. Yeah. I don't know, I still find it funny that you guys call elevators lifts. Yeah, well, yeah. They do more I mean, than we do, lifts. We do call them elevators call... as well. I mean, to be fair, both names are technically wrong, because it goes down, too. Uh... You, don't, you don't lift down, and elevate implies you're going up. Yeah. Hmm. What, what would you call it? I don't know, mobility box? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was a transport box, yeah. Uh, Call it a TARDIS. The vertical cube. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. This is just completely gone off the rails. <laughs> from yeah. from absinthe to musicals to now we're talking about how to say things in French and suddenly we're on elevators. Yeah, elevators are very media-centric. <laughs> yes, I mean, hey, <laughs> some of them have little... Uh, the the elevator in my office building has a little TV on it because it's it's like yeah. a it's like a twenty something floor building, and so they've got a little TV on your way up. You can watch it's just advertisements. Oh they it's just have weird how we can even talk about like elevator like the, the the one in England the tiny little elevator we all had to cram in with like another family of people. I remember they were so nice, like dealing with our fucking drunken bullshit. We were drunk. We, we had just come out of a casino and we were loudly telling stories. Okay, well, you loudly tell stories anyway. Well, that, that's true. <laughs> I'm, I'm loudly telling stories right now. This is true. Man, this is, this is why you're perfect for this. God, alright. I, on the other hand, do the English thing of not speaking. <laughs> yeah, we, you mentioned this during um, the last segment of last week's podcast about the uh, obnoxiously social nature um, that I... I don't think no, it's 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 refreshing. I think when you come over because it's not part of our culture really, um, and so to see it is quite surprising. Yeah. As people start starting up a conversation with a random person. Yeah, I'll just talk to anybody. Fuck it. Yeah, I love talking to people. Uh, and then actually reciprocating because a lot of the time if someone starts talking to you, like on the other side of things, if someone starts talking to you out of nowhere. They want something from you. I mean, um, or they have malicious intent towards you. Yeah, I can. I um, so that that is a that is a culture like that is much more a thing. It depends on the setting. Like if somebody just comes up and talks to you on the street in the U.S., you have a fifty-fifty chance of it being something good intentioned meaning somebody who just mm. wants to talk to you um and thinks that you know it's like oh you know they, they saw something on you they're like oh you know oh that t-shirt that's 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 fucking awesome i know that show or something like that yeah or just like oh man you know that that's a really cool look or just like they see you do something like oh that people will strike up conversations like that in the u.s right but the other side of the coin is it's going to be some fucking activist with a clipboard that wants you to sign something or it's going to be a homeless person that's going to give you some story that you don't want to hear yeah oh, the, in here and in here but before uh, you know the... sorry in before somebody calls me heartless for talking about the homeless like that if a homeless dude just has like a sign and they're sitting off to the side they got a cup or something like that i'll throw money at that you walk up to me on the street and just start giving me some sob story, I'm gonna say something obnoxious and move on. Like Yeah, over here it's like ninety percent people coming up and asking for money. Uh ten percent of the time it's people 
who don't know the area and they're asking whether I can direct yeah. them to a certain place. Uh, it used to be that about 20% of the time, at least, it was people approaching me saying, God, you're really tall, aren't you? <laughs> I haven't had that in, I want to say, I mean, with, a, with the old exception, in several years. Uh, I don't know what's happened. Maybe I've shrunk. Maybe I just slouched too much. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's strange, because I used to get that all the time. Nope, not anymore. So, um, we'll, we'll wrap this segment up here, because we're, we're approaching 35 minutes. But okay. one one last anecdote about that. So just, let me let me let me wrap. Oh, until about the first time we met. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me rhapsodize for our audience a little bit here. Uh, I am I am not tall. I'm about five seven. Um, Blue, you're what in six, six five? Six five. Yeah, exactly. The very first time we met, I had gone over on vacation to England with one of my close friends, Raymond. And we had gone to London and then gone out and decided to meet up with Blue for the first time. I stepped out of the car and was looking at eye level and realized I was staring at his rib cage. Tipped my head up, saw him, and the first words out of my mouth before I even said hello were, Jesus, you're tall. That's what you want to hear from a friend of four years. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was it was a it was a great trip. Um, but was. yes, okay. blue is obnoxiously tall, and wow. I'm right, a bit thanks. short. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna have people in the comments tell me I'm tall. Brilliant. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll wrap up segment two there. Uh, media, we did stick to media for a surprising amount of this segment. Um, did we? Yeah, most of it. <laughs> we we were twenty minutes in before we started going off the rails. Okay. Um. Anyway. We'll wrap it up here. If you're listening during the week, uh, then this is probably just one of the segments, so you are not going to hear us again for another couple days. Um, however, if you're listening on the weekend to the full podcast, then you will be hearing us in just a few more seconds. Um, until then, thank you for listening. And we're back with segment three of the TMCJ podcast named Blue Subject to segment. Change. God damn it, you interrupted my intro. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm it's, so it's excited fun. about my segment. <laughs> yeah. TMCJ podcast named Subject to Change. Segment three, wild card. What do you have for us this week, Blue? Okay. Uh, okay, well, something we were discussing last week was weird audible books. <laughs> and... I have actually been looking at some pretty weird uh, books this last week. I haven't been able to get much reading time yet. I got about four hours into this uh, slightly odd book, which is all about um, hypnosis and aliens. We we went down uh, a rabbit hole. I, I want to just, you know, side note here, looking at, like, trying to find the shittiest books we could. Oh, yeah. Thank <laughs> God. That, there were some really weird books. With some of them we thought were a bit too weird, really. <laughs> um, so they, they are out there if you do want to look, find them. But I felt like this had... Um, it's kind of like... It's, it's kind of like reading something from someone who shares a very different idea of the world than you do. I do not believe in... Uh, but I definitely, well, okay, this is a flip-floppy topic, because 
I believe there could be aliens out there. But before you sign me off as a crazy, I don't think we've ever actually met any aliens, and certainly not to the extent that people su some people suggest that we have. Yeah. At the same time, I think hypnosis... I'm, I don't know, I'm dubious about hypnosis because I've never had someone try and hypnotize me. To the best of my knowledge, no one's hypnotized me. Ah, he um, still does not suspect a thing. Yes, Alicia is doing very well with the mind control. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, I don't. Know. There's there's merits to each of them, which I don't, I don't know enough about. Comment on, but <clears throat> so the, this book is written in a factual sense, so it's not a fiction. Um, and the first story, which I'm still. I think I'm probably nearing the end of it, so I'm several hours in. Uh, but it's all about this uh, this hypnotist lady uh, meets uh, someone who... <sighs> the form of hypnosis that she uses is one that allows her to talk to someone in their previous life. Okay? So, obviously the current life you're living. So, so not anything you've experienced in your life, but I guess what their soul inhabited before Previous that person life. was born. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't know the science. If there's science behind it, I'd Oh, the science. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so she's talking to this other lady, and this other lady's like woken up, and she's uh, in this deep hypnosis. She is a man in a in the medieval era uh, and it goes into detail of like he, they have I have brown hair and brown eyes and I am the prince of a local king etc etc and I I love looking at the stars and an old man approached me one day and told me that he came from the Pleiades which is a star system uh, and everyone else at the time just sees pagan gods and things. They don't understand the true nature of the universe. And then he high-fived me and gave me a million ducats. <laughs> and it, it, it keeps going back to, to his story where he becomes like he grows older, he travels the world, he's got this special message that he has to hand on to the next prodigy. And he never ends up finding the prodigy. And then he gets put in a capsule of light and transported across the universe to speak to extraterrestrial beings and give a seminar basically <laughs> on what went wrong on earth and extraterrestrial beings by the way and this is how they are described okay look like small humans with oversized heads and they glow silver it's it's a gray aliens. Yeah, it's it's the absolute like most generic idea of an alien. Um, and there's a point where I kind of stopped when I was like, and it, cause it started off on Earth and kind of just being some crazy theories. And I said like he's on, he's standing on some distant galaxy, giving a seminar to aliens. Like what the fuck? Surely there's 
There's so many things wrong with this. It's a marketing conference. Ugh. <laughs> oh, right? And when he was back on Earth, he was walking around, he was like, ah, I visited Gaul. By the way, I'm not sure how long Gaul was a thing. How, is is Where even is Gaul? Gaul is you France. Gaul is, uh, so what the Romans, the Roman Empire, again, random history lesson, the Roman Empire referred to what is commonly seen now as France as Gaul. Um, right. Also bits, some some bits of Germany. Any Basically anything from the Alp, the Alpine Mountains that divide France and Spain all the way over to the Rhine, the Rhineland. Okay. Um, that is what the Roman Empire referred to as Gaul. So most of that is modern-day France. Okay. Well, did... So, it's set in the medieval era, right? Sorry, That's the, the, the person. Wrong. Yeah, exactly. He says he visits Gaul, so I'm like, mm, was Gaul a thing in the medieval era? It depends on when you're talking about. Gaul, quote unquote, uh, was something that again it was from the Roman context. So the Romans referred to Gaul pretty much all the way up until. Oh God! When did the Western the Western Roman Empire fell around 400 AD? I think. Right. I might be a little bit off there, um, but what people normally think of as the medieval era starts around somewhere between 900 and 1000 AD. So yeah. you're talking about centuries after the Roman Empire fell. Um, I mean, <sighs> and the other place they mentioned, which really threw me. Was Liverpool. <laughs> and now I'm like, when was Liverpool? Gaul and Liverpool. Liverpool. I mean, to be fair, yeah. Liverpool, it, it probably existed for a while. It just was called something different. Yeah, I mean, it's when when I hear Liverpool, I think of modern day Liverpool. So maybe I'm, it's just been around for a lot longer than I realized. But medieval Liverpool. It doesn't sound right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There, there's quite a few. Yeah, I. It part oh, of this. So, many things wrong with it. so I, I personally, having watched a fair number of conspiracy theory videos and stuff like this, um, I, I can, I can already anticipate the counter argument to what you're saying. It's that, but their, their brain just doesn't contain the name of the thing at the time, so it's substituting in words that are that are there to to talk yeah. about the place. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, don't get too hung up on the terminology, but yeah, both of those seem wrong. Um, yes. I mean, yes. Pre press conferences in space seem a bit... Honestly, I believe press conferences in space over medieval Gaul and Liverpool. <laughs> yeah. Um, those are just... The, as a story, not a bad story. Uh, as a reality, I don't believe fucking what I do. So uh, I've been I've been kind of just letting letting you talk because I wanted to hear the full synopsis before I I jumped yeah, in with my thoughts. Very cut down version of several hours of listening time, but you got the essence. <laughs> yeah, I mean I I personally um, I don't know I I agree with you in the the initial point you were making about like the uh, the whole alien thing. I think anyone who states unequivocally that there are no aliens out there is a moron they have no idea this full scale of the universe 
Like yeah. the the number of galaxies out there, just the number of stars in this galaxy, the number of habitable planets. There are millions out there. There's going to be some kind of extraterrestrial life. We haven't found proof of it. Actually, that's not true. We found uh, extraterrestrial bacteria on both Mars and one of the moons of Jupiter. So, um, technically, we've already found aliens, but they're aliens. data. It's all in California. <laughs> anyway, but but there's inevitably going to be some kind of like macro fauna on some kind of like exoplanet, right? Right out there somewhere whether it's intelligent or not and whether it's vis yeah. that's where it starts to get dubious when you talk about it'll be like, the goddamn mars ants or something yeah yeah exactly it's it gets dubious when you start talking about them not only being intelligent at the same level of evolution as us around the same time as us because you got to realize human race is only a hundred thousand years old or yeah, so uh and so that's that's a blip in the memory of the universe. There could have been other massive intelligent civilizations. Maybe they wiped themselves out a million years before we were even here. Um, so that's where it starts to get dubious. You're kind of like, you, you need some proof when you get to that point because mm -hmm. it's, it's, you're getting into massive speculation territory. So I, I'm, I'm with you there. Um, but I, yeah, I've heard tons of these, uh, these stories about people who are transported through their mind to other other worlds and other times yeah i don't get the whole another life thing because i don't really i don't know whether i believe in spirits slash we, souls we we've talked about this yeah a few times um so i i am catholic and i do yeah um like subscribe to that faith maybe not to everything because i also am from boston so we tend to have a sarcastic Cynical. outlook on everything <laughs> yeah but i do believe that there is kind of that that unseen aspect of life like you're there's there's a physical realm but i do think that there's and part of this the, the scientist in me um goes back to the fact that we at this point the generally accepted theory is that there's about 11 dimensions or so like okay. that—that's eleven dimension—is the currently accepted like in the realm of physics. That's what we think you know constitutes the universe. Eleven dimensions. We operate technically in four of them. There's the three dimensions of movement: up, down, you know, left, right, you know, kind of the, the, the X, Y, Z coordinates. Yeah. But then there's also the fourth dimension, time, which we are moving through time, although we don't have direct involvement with that. Um, okay. But I mean, then the theory time is, is a human construct. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes, but it's also a measurable dimension. Like time in the yeah, time yeah, yeah. in the sense of like twelve hours in the day, um, a week, a year. Like yes, that is a construct. It's it's a way for us to measure the movement of the universe essentially. Um, but there there's another seven dimensions that that doesn't account for that those four dimensions we operate in so the science it's very easy for me to like reconcile the spiritual and the scientific portions of my mind in that regard because there's tons out there that we haven't explored and can't yes, experience so that's that maybe is a little bit too deep for, for this podcast. <laughs> Jeez, what, what a total shift we had from the first two segments where we were well, like, yeah. joking and telling stories. and sh Now we're talking about existential, like, you know, 
existence. I just wanted to find a silly audible book, and this <laughs> is what I've got. And here, here we are. <laughs> Um, so I won't say too much more about that, but I, like, I, I think that I, I take that sort of, um, what is it, hypnotism and transportation and aliens and going into past lives, I take that with such a massive grain of salt. I'm fairly certain that 90% of those people are so full of shit. Yeah. I... So, so I can't prove not, so I can't... I'm not going to call them an, a an asshole, but... I, I, I don't know, I, I don't believe in it, and I don't think they can do that. Because otherwise they'd be very, very powerful people, and we'd be ruled by shaman, and... Yeah. You know. Maybe we are ruled by shaman, just the good ones. <laughs> Sorry, That's... are you saying Boris Johnson is a good shaman? <laughs> I mean, he must be summoning something with that, stutter. With, the, with, that, with that stutter. He has to be summoning something. Mm. Um. For, for the, the American listeners, Boris Johnson is currently the Prime Minister of the UK. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, because uh, I know who he is, because I, I pay attention to international politics, but um, I guarantee you most Americans have no idea who the fuck he is. Uh, okay. Yeah, he's a bit of a Imagine if a Teletubby had supreme power. That's kind of, <laughs> kind of how I see it. That's a really good um, description of him. Yeah. I assume you have Teletubbies over there. We do, yes. I remember okay, well. Good. I mean, so I, I know what it was. It was it was after my, my time as a child, but my uh, my mother ran a daycare, and um, I worked, uh, I helped out with it. And so the, yeah. the little kids, they, they would watch Teletubbies. And so I'm, I'm familiar with it. Apparently the Teletubbies average about seven foot tall. Is that like including? Is it, hold on, is that including the antenna? Because I feel like that, uh, that has to add like six inches. Oh yeah, probably. I'm probably about the same height. They're still very big. <laughs> yeah, the same height as adults. Oh, I wonder if, if one of them got fat, would they have like a flat screen? I mean, to be. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god, that that was Look such at the a shit. On that, boy. that was such a shitty joke. I should not have laughed that hard at it. <laughs> but just the, the the mental image. Oh, oh my god. Okay, before before I forget my point, so that that was what you you looked into and listened to for an yep. audiobook. I uh, did not do my homework properly. I got as far as finding uh, a bunch of like, so I was trying really hard to find a bad book, like literally mm. a shitty audiobook. Amazon, again, throwing shade at you, Amazon, does not have a feature to look at like lowest, like to to reverse sorts. You can see the lowest rated things first. So I would have had to scroll through seventy five pages. So I was trying to find books online and um, lists of bad audiobooks. And I stumbled across this list on uh, goodreads.com. Um, the name of this the, na the name of this list is Who Let These People Write a Book? <laughs> right yeah. at the top, number one, First Step to Forever by Justin oh. Bieber. Oh yeah, no, you sent me this list. Yeah. But this yeah. was this was the one that got me. So 
describing the cover, and I'll, I, if I remember, I'll put a, I'll put a picture up of this cover because it's fucking priceless. Um, so, it think like the generic Jersey Shore douchebag, like, um, you know, is this just two steps for? To forever. Or... No, 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 no. This is this is the I, that was the first one oh. on the list. This is the one that made me laugh the most. Yeah. Um, washboard abs, jersey sword, douchebag, t-shirt pulled halfway up. He's throwing out the peace sign. He's got this fucking spray tan and a shitty haircut. Yeah. Give and us the, give us uh, the name. The title of the book is "Here's the Situation: A Guide to Creeping on Chicks, Avoiding Grenades, and Getting." in your GTL on Jersey Shore. I'm assuming GTL's a car, right? I, well, a, GT, a GTO is a car. I don't know what a GTL is. I don't know. Maybe... Grand Prismo Legget? <laughs> I, I, legit, I have no idea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they, they actually have, like, questions readers have asked about the book. Uh, you know, like mm. on, on Amazon, you can post a question and it'll say, like, you know, it'll people can answer it and people who have bought it. Top question, what the fuck is this? <laughs> uh, oh my god, okay, right, hang on. So I've just looked up GTL, right? Okay, what is it? First thing that comes up is, uh, no, uh, it's a, a business that um, refines natural gas, but which I, I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Um, a GTL is a Jersey Shore phrase, which makes me sick yep, just saying that. Yep. that. Okay, go on. It means gym tan laundry. Um, oh my god. Yeah, that makes it so much worse than... Alright, let, let me... <laughs> I just saw something on this list that I didn't see the first time. Um, the the book is by Mike, quote unquote, the situation Sorrentino, and Chris Mills. Chris Mills is probably the person who wrote the book. This guy just applied his name. And right. the, about the author, Mike, the situation Sorrentino, publicly known by his nickname, the situation, is an American television personality, model, and author who appeared on the MTV reality show Jersey Shore, starting in two thousand nine. Yeah, I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I wanted so bad for there to be an audiobook version of this. There wasn't one. So, I, or, or not one that I could find at least. So I didn't end up. I, I was going to talk about a shitty book that I've read, in the, read actually read in the past, not listened to audiobook form. Mm. I was so disappointed that there wasn't an audiobook of this. Because it just. Oh, it would have been perfect. I. Like. <laughs> I, I keep looking at the reason I keep breaking out laughing is because I keep looking at the picture on my computer screen and every single time I fucking start laughing again alright I gotta, I gotta minimize that cause if, I'm just gonna giggle for the rest of the podcast if I, if I don't um, yeah 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 so the point uh, well the point is apparently there's tons and tons of books out there and in these days of digital media publication Dear God, you can just put out whatever, whatever shit you want. Back in the back in the day of of tape, tape cassettes, uh, my family used to listen quite a lot to 
audiobooks in the car. And I remember the worst one we ever had was one called Mercedes Ice. Uh, Mercedes Ice. And I, I, for the life of me, I, I can't remember what the actual main plot story was, but it was, I think it was about the life of a uh, family that were kind of down and out. They were living in a huge apartment building. And at the end, one of them left the cooker running in the flat and they all ended up coming back to that flat. It exploded and killed everybody. And that was how it ended. Just, everyone just got blown up by the cooker. Uh, and it was this terrible story. It was a... Oh. So, I... <laughs> The, the the book that I was going to talk about because I did want to I didn't want to come here with nothing. I okay. I did re, there was a book that we had to read back in high school. We I don't know if your schools in the UK did this, but we had something called summer reading. Like we you know we we're off during the summer, but we, yeah, we had depending to. on like what our English class was, we had to do something during the summer. So yeah, we had to it, read some stuff like that. Yeah, if you were if you were in like the the standard level class, then you had to read one book. Um, if you were in like the college prep class, you would have to read two books. And if you were like me, I'm humble bragging here, was in the honors class, you had to read three. The and yep. all like the first book was the same for everyone. The second book was the same for everyone that had to read it, and the third book was only for the honors class. Generally, that was the good book. Like it was, yep. it was a book that was genuinely entertaining, had like you know compelling characters and an interesting story. Um, but they only gave it to the honors kids because it would generally was a bit long. And they were like, these mm. kids don't need to read. Um, the book that was for the standard kids and above generally was terrible. It was about one step above a magazine most of the time. And it was just like, let's see if they can at least remember what letters are over the summer. Which, again, no, 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 sh like... Not throwing any shade on like the kids that were in those classes, I knew a good number of them, and they were genuinely good and intelligent people. They could have handled a decent book that was also like not like some kind of work of fiction that was gonna like take them years to finish. They're good short books. Yeah, and I feel like they were just damning these kids to not want to ever read again because they just kept giving them these crappy books to read anyway yeah. i could talk about that you know for days but the book was called breakout um it was short book maybe like 80 pages total um and dear god was it horrible the the plot centers it so it, it flop uh it jumps back and forth in time it centers around this uh girl who late teens maybe she's early 20s I, I don't remember she runs away from home she lives in california runs away from home because some random teen angst that i even at the time i was a teenager at the time and i'm like suck it up bitch um <laughs> she 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 runs away from home gets in a car and gets on the highway and there's some massive track of traffic jam holds everyone up and no one knows why 
But during this traffic jam, she starts people watching and seeing all the folks around her. And she gets out and starts talking to them. And they start talking to each other. People, like some guy had a grill on the back of his truck and they decide that they're going to cook food out in there. And it turns into a block party in the middle of a traffic jam, essentially. And something about this weird series of events she doesn't like come to the conclusion oh you know everyone's different and people are good and i should go home and make up with my family no she still runs away and never goes back but in the future she makes an art show about it and does a dramatic rendition of what happened on that day and that's that's the future that it cuts back and forth to so you have this story about a teenage runaway who is stuck in a traffic jam and meets a whole bunch of random interesting people and a pretentious arty shit show in the future when that teenage runaway grows up and never learns anything (laughs) um i hated i think one thing we've learned from this uh particular podcast is that you hate any form of art (laughs) no i hate shitty low effort pretentious art (laughs) <laughs> I'm like if if you create something even if you create something beautiful and it didn't take effort to do fuck off that's not art okay. I, I think any sort of art like the, the idea you had about traveling around the world teardrops on paper I, I know it was like a sarcastic sort of thing but I'd, I'd appreciate that as art because it, it's it's a genuinely interesting concept and it takes time and effort and care to do properly yep trying to squeeze that tear out of a mexican lady <laughs> it's got lemons ready <laughs> here smell this onion all right <laughs> exactly oh my god but uh, yes that, that that should be that's the theme of that's the theme of this episode i fucking hate modern art <laughs> Oh dear. Oh, Specifically, I shouldn't say all modern art because there's probably good modern art out there. Um, but mm. the stuff that gets the publicity. Uh, oh my god, I can't talk. Publicity. The stuff that gets the publicity is the the shitty, low effort, like shock value stuff. Yeah. Like I took a shit on this piece of paper. It's always a piece of paper. It is always <laughs> a piece of paper. It was a funny story I remember reading a while back. Um, this is a mild tangent. They uh, there was a modern art exhibit, and one of the exhibits was just like a pineapple sitting on like <laughs> top of a pedestal, and the, the janitorial staff threw it away because they thought somebody had just left a pineapple out. They they didn't know they didn't know it was an art exhibit. Oh my god! Yeah. Or there was one that was like just random refuse like on the floor, and it was supposed yeah. to talk about the waste of modern society or something like oh, that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And literally, the janitors just swept it up because they're like, who left all this shit on the floor? I, I can't remember if it was you talking about it. It might have been just a news article I saw. Someone uh, accidentally dropped their glasses on the floor, and people started like, yeah, walking around gathering around it. it. Yeah. 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 You, yeah. you like, sent this to me. Yeah, you sent this to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow. Uh, yeah. Oh, dear. I mean, come oh, on. Yes. Wake up, sheeple. Now, uh, now my audible is full of uh, dogs. Oh yeah! By the way, they walk with Jesus. Amazon, uh, Amazon has been for the for like this entire week. Amazon has been sending me recommendations 
for like shitty like hookup books and for like bad like um the the kind of books that are read by like horny middle-aged housewives okay uh, well like, being one you would know yeah <laughs> fuck off by the um <laughs> but like the kind of books that are like a, erotica fiction like that kind of thing yeah because we were we were talking about it last podcast and so i pulled up a few during the podcast like while we were talking about it and then yeah. i then during the week when i'm looking for shitty books ouch wouldn't you know those books show up on the shitty books list and yeah. so now amazon thinks i really want to read these things and i really don't <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um yeah, I don't think I don't think the podcast is quite ready for those books yet. Oh no, uh, no, no, no. We'll, we'll 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 wait until we've matured a little bit. We we're just talking about this. <laughs> How long is that going to take? I don't know. I we're, we're six weeks in. I mean, what's podcast years? Dog years are seven. Um, mm. How long will it take us to die? Die inside uh, or uh, die physically? Die on a uh, a platform level, mind you. We've got to live first. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like we, we're <laughs> we're st we're still a fetus. Mm -hmm. Oh my god! Should we continue this metaphor or not? I don't think so. I don't. I really don't want to continue this metaphor, honestly. Oh Jesus! All right, so we we're actually running uh, running close to the end of our time. So. Without dragging, I, I feel like we could just ramble on like this for quite a while longer. Mm. But um, I think we should get to final thoughts. Um, you anything uh, you want to you want to kind of end us off on, considering what we've talked about today? Uh, ooh, okay. Uh, I think for the next one, I'm gonna. I either I'm gonna read more into this this book, or maybe maybe just maybe we could do a. a book series that we know is really good next time uh, and get the other person to listen to that because I know there are some that I want you to listen to and you're reading like four books at once so I'm sure there's books that you'd like yes. talk about um, and yes other than that we are but a twinkle in YouTube's eye right now <laughs> that is a very good way to put it uh, yeah, so I, I'll keep my uh, final thoughts succinct. I like that idea, by the way, of like potentially uh, taking a closer look at some some good books because uh, mm. book, books. I, well, I don't know. Maybe we should do books every other week because otherwise it's. Oh, it's gonna yeah, it's gonna get a little bit routine. Yeah. I, I don't want this wild card segment to become routine. No. no. I, it's gotta it's gotta stay wild to be the wild card. Uh, yeah, my my oh, final wow. thoughts. I'm just gonna end by saying, uh, yeah, fuck modern art. Um, thank you everyone uh, who is listening and has listened all the way to the end uh, for giving us your ears for the TMCJ podcast name subject to change I hope that you'll come back and listen to us again next week uh, but until then have a bye bye